Light from Lantern presents Knit a Spell. I'm magical maker Katie Rempe. And I'm the maker of magic, James Devine. Join us as we stitch together the symbiotic relationship between crafting and the craft. Hey, Jim, guess what? What? We have a brand new episode of Knit a Spell here, and it's centered around one of my favorite things. Guess what it is? Um, Rabbits, kittens, Almost. puppies. Actually, those are some of my favorite things. However, in this particular instance, it's a wham, bam, pentagram. Woo! Woo! Pentagram! Yes. Pentagram! Yeah. Always sounds so like we have such a cultural norm for pentagrams to be like pentagram, pentagram. Yeah, it's tough or goth or hardcore or something. It's so goth. It's not just a star, right? Yeah. Oh my goth. <laughs> oh my goth. <laughs> That's something now I wish I knew like 15 years ago when I had a lot of goth friends. Oh, well. mm-hmm. oh, oh my goth. Oh so depressed. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> and actually, those are the friends who would have this pentagram or pentacle, as they would probably be wearing, uh, you know, around their necks and whatnot. And I'd be like, wow, look at those cool kids. Okay, bye. Um, but now I actually know a little something about pentacles and pentagrams. You know, <laughs> there's nothing like uh, hosting a podcast to make you research stuff and learn stuff, right? Yes. So indeed. we did a lot of research on this. And so let's just start out by describing what we're talking about. So for people that are like, wait, what are you talking about? A penta what? So we're talking about like, remember in second grade when you did something and the teacher gave you a little star and she drew in a, in a pen, a little mm-hmm. five pointed star on your page. Yep. That five pointed star with five little lines is called a pentagram pentagram um which is different from a pentagon which is a five of which is five that's a kind of chrysler vehicle Mm -hmm. that's the five that's the polygon with five five sides Mm -hmm. um and then there's a pentu a pentacle which is a different sort of thing. So a pen, a pentagram is a five-pointed star made of yes. lines, right? Yeah. We draw them all the time to indicate like stars in the sky. If we're drawing or doodling or something like that, we draw mm-hmm. just a star, fast yep. star. So how would you distinguish the difference between a pentagram and a pentacle? Uh, I mean, visually, obviously, pentagram versus pentacle is uh, one is just the star on its own. The other is a star uh, within a circle. Um, but traditionally, I believe, and you can tell me if this is correct or not, but I believe uh, the pentacle is more of like a talisman, um, has more more meaning, whereas the pentagram is sort of uh, more, di- it's more direct, it has like a, a more singular meaning. Yeah, I, th- I guess I would think of a, penta- a pentagram could still be in a circle if it's mm. referring to more the mathematical shape or like... The shape itself, like that's a pentagram as a shape or, Mm. you know, defining it as a mathematical or as a a geometric shape. But a pentacle um, is referring to the talisman 
or the symbol, um, especially when it's used in a magical or talismatic or meaningful spiritual way. Mm. We would often refer to that. Suddenly it becomes a pentacle because if I'm wearing just the star without a circle, but it's in sterling silver and I'm wearing it as an amulet around my neck, then I might refer to that, even though it doesn't have a circle around it, I might refer to that as a pentacle. Hmm. even though it doesn't have a circle around it because I'm using it as a talisman or as an amulet. Right. Mm, okay. And if, if I'm, if I put a circle around a shape of a star on my piece of paper, I might still call that a pentagram, mm. even though it has a circle around it, because I'm just referring to it as a shape, even though ah. it's in a circle. So I think that that's for me, I think that's the distinction between how we would use the word pentagram versus pentacle mm. is are we using it as a talisman, as an amulet, as a, in a spiritual way, then I would call it a pentacle. And if we're using it just to define and, and describe the, the shape, I'd say pentagram. But I think they're sort of interchangeable. I mean, I think that a lot of times when I'm in ritual or in whatever, we're saying, oh, the pentagram, you know, mm. if we're in a spiritual space or doing something, we might use it in that way. Sure. Yeah, that's from my research seemed on par with a lot of people's thinking there too. Sort of like the knitting world of uh, Hank versus Skane, you know? <laughs> yeah, they're just, just interchangeable. Yeah, whatever. You're when you're in the when you're in that world and mm. you're geeking out on it, people yes. will use it in particular ways, but nuances. Yeah, nuances. <laughs> yeah. They leave you behind when you're not in it. <laughs> That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. Um, so I, I love sacred geometry, um, finding out more about how the pentagram was entwined into it. I mean, is <laughs> essentially sacred geometry, um, was really, really interesting. Um, I love as a, you know, previous art, I mean, still an artist, but someone who went to art school, learning about things like the golden ratio, um, has a totally different meaning in that setting versus here when I learned about it all over again. <laughs> right. The pentagram is really one of those, um, one of the first, I mean, we can certainly look at like triangle circles, triangles, squares. Um, but when we start to get into more of the, like, wow, what do like, what is the first sort of like sacred geometry? That's a little bit more complex. Mm. Um, the pentagram is one of those first, you know, um, uh, first sort of geometric shapes mm. that strikes our interest, right? Right. And it has so many fascinating connections with nature. Mm. It has so many, um, it is it is seen everywhere, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, it adheres to the golden ratio. I mean, it was discovered, there were so many things that, Pythagoras discovered about the pentagram, you know, way back. Right. So you discovered some really interesting math about just the, not just sacred, just the plain old geometry right. of the pentagram. Right. Yes. So like each of the, like, if you divide a 360 degree circle by mm -hmm. five points, mm -hmm. right. That's 72 degrees at each side. Right. Yes. And so then what did you, what did you sort of like um, come up with as far as like the numbers? Um, well, since I'm also obsessed with the number nine, it was quickly like, oh, right. Duh. This is all about nines. Um, it's the spiral. So, you know, like the Nautilus shell and all of that, the one number adding up with the current number to equal the next number. Um, so 
so yeah, for me, I was like, oh, okay, well, if, you know, um, one of the degrees is 108 degrees and the other one is 72 degrees and another is 36 degrees, those are all nines. <laughs> all right. So, so let's just walk through that. So the Pentagon in the middle, mm. each of the inward angles is 108 degrees. So if you take one plus zero plus eight, that equals mm-hmm. nine. Yes. Okay. Each of the 72 degrees between each of the points of the star. Mm-hmm. That equals seven plus two equals nine. Nine, I know. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, the the base, the mm-hmm. the isometric triangles on the outside on the base are 32, 36 degrees at the top. Mm-hmm. So between those 72 degrees, like the point of the stars, those are 36 degree angles. Mm-hmm. Three plus six is nine. Nine. Yes. So all the numbers used in the construction of the pentagram. Mm-hmm. 36, 72, and 108. Each of those add up to nine. If you go three plus six is nine. So zero is nine. One, one plus zero plus eight is nine. Yes. Nine. I mean, mind blown, right? This is really like, what? Right? Mm-hmm. And so what did you discover? Like, are those numbers significant in other religions or other like mystical traditions? Oh, yeah. So I didn't know numbers- this. I didn't either. Uh, I found that all the numbers used in its construction, so 36, 72, 108, are all sacred numbers most commonly used in uh, Judaic and Hindu mysticism. So they are all around us. And it, I'm wearing prayer beads right now that have 108 mm-hmm. beads. There you go. Oh, my gosh. See, something I wouldn't have even thought twice about before now. <laughs> Wow. That's amazing. That is, yep. <laughs> I'm kind of have tingles a little bit. This is really cool. So mm-hmm. this is stuff I didn't even know. Cause you did research and I'm kind of, I love getting surprised by the research you find. Me too. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is so cool. So, um, mm-hmm. what, what does this mean to you? So what are you sort of present to because of this? Um, so, I mean, I love numbers, obviously. But numbers are meaningless for some people. But for me, especially in this context, um, since, as we know, or we found out the pentagram um, with its five points, it equals or it can symbolize uh, earth, air, fire, um, and spirit. Wait, earth, air, fire, water, and spirit. There we go. All five. (laughs) Um, so, So having everything equal one number whether it's 108 or 72 or whatever, all equal nine, which means everything is equal to the same thing. Um, I thought that was really impactful. So again, everything is the same. You need earth, air, fire, and water to make up. Those are the elements that make up our physical world, but our spirit is what interacts with it. So you need it all to really fully appreciate everything. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's amazing, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I wish that I was better at numerology, right? Because like I feel like it's a big topic. <laughs> I know, right? Um we should have a guest on one day for numerology, right? Ooh. But I I think the number 9 re- represents completion, right? Mm-hmm. It's the last of the single digit numbers, right? And the highest in value. So mm-hmm. I think that nine represents like that culmination of wisdom experience. And it has like that sort of liminal space of like endings and beginnings. Mm-hmm. So my understanding of nine, just from like 
really limited understanding of nine is that it's kind of that like really amazing number. So the fact that they would add up to nine is just kind of really fascinating that that's what that means, right? Right. And nine, if you look at it as a shape, is a spiral, which is, you know, how things like bloom, how everything is in the world. Exactly. The, yeah. So when we look in nature at, mm -hmm. like, we see pinnacles everywhere in nature. Mm -hmm. There are five-pointed flowers, five-pointed leaves. There are five-pointed everything's everywhere, mm -hmm. right? It's, um, we see it in the geometry even in like physical geometry, when you look at um, wheels of cars, it is one of the most stable shapes to manufacture automotive automotive wheels because it's the most state one of the most stable shapes. A lot of times, vehicles have five pointed um, wheels. Isn't that interesting? You'll now not you won't be able to not see it now. You you most cars have five pointed spokes, some version of five or 10 pointed Ooh. spokes on their car. And so now you'll know, you'll look at that and you'll be like, all these cars have like five points on them. Mm. Not four, not six, right. Yeah. But five. Hmm. Cause it's stronger. Somehow it has, uh, it's a stronger shape. Right. Well, you can fit the shape within the shape too, which is, I guess, maybe part of. Cause the, it's the golden ratio is, there you go. tends to be right. right? Oh my gosh, mind blow. So one interesting thing that I did see, especially going back to the pentacle part of it, um, was that the circle around it could be interpreted as um, the material world and the manifesting world um, and how all five elements are contained and restricted within it um, and how like the divine unity binds it all together, you know? Right. That symbol of the circle often represents earth. It represents, mm. and that's, you'll see that in astrology, whenever you have the circle, it yes. is also, that's a symbol of like bringing things together. And we see that mm. a lot. So as one of the pieces of many other symbols, that circle is really important and that sort of unity sort of idea. And yeah. so, yeah, that is a really important thing when we think about when we see a circle this, uh, surrounding the star. Mm, and yeah, yeah, I think that's a really cool idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's also a lot of ways in which, you know, those elements all coming together that the five points. So just to make sure that we're clear, mm. the points of the star often are thought of to represent each of the elements mm. of earth, air, fire, water. And there are different, I think there's some differing ideas on which point represents which. Sure. Um, there's a little bit of consensus that um, sort of going from clockwise but that the top the the point that goes up represents spirit is kind of the one consensus and then i think clockwise it's um is it earth air fire water or fire earth air water or something like that but right. you can count around clockwise like what elements they are hmm. why that matters is because in some magical traditions what people do is they trace the pentagram or the pentacle in the air with their arm outstretched. And mm. as they trace the pentacle, they are imagining the pentagram being traced in the air and where they start the pentagram, mm. tracing it in the air, if they start at fire or end, um, um, makes it either an invoking or devoking or a creative or destructive mm. um, pentagram. 
And so you'll find this in Kabbalah, you'll find this in ceremonial magical traditions where you're actually creating or destroying or, uh, and not destructive, not violent, but like you're either creating your intention Mm. or deconstructing your intention, or you're creating a magical space or deconstructing a magical space. And you'll do that by constructing or deconstructing these pentagrams in the air, imagining them with purple fire or blue fire or different sort of imaginations. Right. Mm. Mm. And you were talking about a pentagram, which is a five pointed star with a circle around it, you can also imagine there are also hexagrams and mm, septagrams. Sure. And there are more than just the five-pointed stars, right? But right. the five-pointed star is the one we're talking about today and is the most common. So this is to get super geeky about it. It goes deeper and deeper and deeper with there are nine-pointed stars and 11-pointed stars. And oh, yes. The five-pointed star is pretty amazing. So, and so tell me more about like, what else did you find? What other research really turned you on? And did you discover? Well, uh, I know a lot of people will think like, oh, pentacle, pentagram, like evil. Yeah. <laughs> Satan. Right. Yeah. Like, oh, right side up. It's perfect. It's what kids draw to like mimic the night sky or whatever, but like upside down the devil, um, <laughs> which is funny. Um, because it's, I mean, I suppose if you want it to symbolize that, like anything, it could. But sure. um, but traditionally, that's not actually what it symbolized. Um, having the point face downward instead of upward more symbolizes like the Holy Spirit coming down upon the people or becoming more into the materialistic self. Um, sort of a matter over spirit as opposed to spirit over matter kind right. of a thing. Prior to the 19th century, the, pentag- the pentagram, the five-pointed star in the pentagram mm. was in papal seals. Mm-hmm. It was used in churches, on windows. We see it in the rosettes, in huge, um, in churches, in the mm. windows, downward facing yes. um, stars, pentagrams mm-hmm. that are downward facing are in churches. Um, so it was not an evil symbol until the 19th century, until the 1800s, when somehow it was suddenly co-opted and mm-hmm. made into an evil symbol. Right. So this is a very recent phenomenon that the pentagram and the mm-hmm. pentagon were made into, were artificially made into an evil symbol. Right. Not yeah. an evil symbol. No. Uh, and again, um, it, one of those things where when you do a little research and you get down to maybe what was more the original origin, you say, oh, okay, well, that's maybe less exciting because <laughs> it makes more sense. <laughs> like, oh, it's not the devil. It's just maybe a more like, quote, male acting symbol, perhaps. Um, just a different way of interpreting the same thing. Um, so it could be um, like... I looked, why Why is it associated with a goat to be like this satanic um, image? What I found was it's um, it actually collaborates with the sign Aries, so the Mars sign, which, hello, what is its symbol, Jim? You know, at being one. The ram. That's right. It's like a goat. And thus, that's how the yeah. goat became the, you know, satanic symbol. Well, the satanic, awesome. <laughs> the satanic symbol of the goat, I mean, 
the goat looks like a star head, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you look at a goat in a certain way, you can kind of see that it looks like a star with the ears and the horns and little goaty chin. Mm -hmm. But you know what else looks like a star? Flowers. (laughs) You, when you stand with your feet apart and your arms outstretched and your little head. In fact, the Leonardo da Vinci, Mm -hmm. right? Where the man is standing in a circle. Like that's a star, right? Yep. So... I think that we can see pentagrams. We can see the star wherever we look, mm-hmm. right? If we look hard enough and we can make things into whatever. So there's a lot of history. I think it's like, we fear things that we don't research. And I think that the, um, you know, what people have, you know, satanic panic in the seventies really did a disservice mm-hmm. to our ability to think freely. That was a big you know, there's a great book on the satanic panic. There's a really amazing, like how that conspiracy theory really shaped, you know, Mm. modern, you know, panic, um, you know, panic Christianity (laughs) and, and how it has shaped all of us in worrying about like, oh my God, is something bad. Right. And Mm -hmm. the pentagram is really not used for those things. So let's talk about like, How do we use the pentagram? What is it for? How do we use it magically, right? Yes, yes, please. So in the craft, Mm -hmm. the pentagram is a symbol. Often you'll see people who identify as witch or pagan will wear the pentagram, the -hmm. pentacle, a symbol of that five-pointed star, either in a circle or not, Mm. to symbolize that they're kind of like symbolizing that they're a witch, Mm, right? So it's kind of like how a Christian might wear a cross, right? All right. Very good. Um, We'll wear a pentagram kind of symbolizing like, yeah, I'm a witch, right? Mm, mm -hmm. Um, You wear a ring if you're married kind of a thing. Kind of that same thing, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I saw someone who, or how a person who is Jewish might wear Mm. a star of David, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Um, Very similar to that. Um, for pagans and witches, it's often worn as a talisman of protection. A lot of times it's seen as, um, it, it has all the elements and it can be a very protective, um, amulet. Mm. And so there are different, there are different types of, of, um, pieces of jewelry that can be worn for protection. Sometimes you'll see it, um, as a piece of silver star on top of a stone, or on top of something else. And so there's different ways, you know, to wear it. Hmm. Um, a lot of times people are where the pen, the pentacle with the point upwards. Mm-hmm. And because of the perception that's out there that that is, um, you know, someone who is pagan or practicing witchcraft. Um, and that if it's a penta, if it's a pentacle um, that where the point is downwards, then, then the person is like satanic because that perception is out there. Um, modern witches tend to wear the upward facing Mm. just, you know, for that reason. However, um, there are reasons to wear a downward facing pentagram. Mm. Um, it, it is a, in some traditions, it can be a symbol of an elevated degree that they are, you know, um, advanced in their practice. Interesting. And it can also be a symbol of, I mean, the, the, Church of Satan has taken 
the inverted, the downward facing pentacle pentagram as their symbol. So Mm -hmm. it can also be a symbol of the church of Satan. So I can't say that it isn't because the church of Satan has adopted that. Yeah. However you use it, you know, as like rock on pentagram or as like, you know, the guitar, the guitar strings in the woods dancing in your Birkenstocks pagan, the -hmm. pentagram, you know, is as you use it and is, you know, not something to be universally feared and is something to embrace. And there's just a ton of fascinating math and, and Mm -hmm. geometry and sacred geometry behind it. Super, super cool. I encourage everyone do your research on it and be totally tripped up by the numbers and the magic and the sacred sacredness of that geometry. Mm -hmm. I could even put some links uh, in the uh, show notes here to let people know some of the more interesting places that I found articles. uh, If you're interested in learning more, I certainly feel like education is the number one way to get over your fears. So if you find that you're afraid or freaked out or whatever about the pentacle or slash pentagram or anything in general, reading more about it can be really helpful. Um, And like I found out, so many interesting layers. If you're not interested in like the spiritual aspect, wait till you find out about all the numbers and the math part. It is so interesting. So anyway, we're going to get into more interesting things and how people are using these symbols when we come back from a quick break. Hey, Jim, let's talk about a palm reading for a sec. Oh, yeah, my favorite topic. So I don't think a lot of people necessarily think of getting a palm reading. Uh, But my palm reading with you was awesome. And it actually helped with a lot of preconceived notions that I had of the craft before now. You had preconceived notions about palmistry? What were they? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I'm pretty literal. So I thought having a short lifeline might mean you have a short life. Right. And a star on your palm is bad. (laughs) Oh, that's interesting. Both of those are common, you know, a short lifeline does not mean a short life. It actually means a life of uh, connection with the divine and learning and creating type of life. And a star in your palm is a sign of spiritual gift. Those are two things that are dispelled right away. I know there's a lot of things on the palm that people think are good or bad, right? There's nothing inherently negative in your palm. You can use all the tools, all the markings. They are associated with your strengths, your personality, and things you can use in your life. Absolutely. I really love that modern take on palmistry, and it actually really resonated in my reading. I think everyone would enjoy a reading from you. And dear listener, if you too would like a fantastic experience that offers insight, direction, and clarity, I highly suggest booking a session with my dear friend, James Divine, and you can find more information at thedivinedhand.com. I bet you were just thinking about how much you love signing up for newsletters, right? What a coincidence. So was I. The Light from Lantern newsletter, in fact. It includes unique offerings like the Light from Lantern's new monthly themes, advanced pattern release announcements, and exclusive discounts, news regarding your favorite podcast, Knit a Spell, magical making advice, and more. And because I think you're pretty cool, like you didn't already know, I'll send you an exclusive pattern that's only available to my newsletter subscribers as my thank you. Learn more and sign up today at lightfromlantern.com. And we're back. Yay. Yay. Woohoo. 
So in part two, I thought it'd be fun to talk about, um, like I said, some ways that uh, pentacles and pentagrams actually show up both literally and figuratively in our world. Yeah, we did talk about that a little bit in part one, mm-hmm. right? Yep, yep. We talked about uh, how some people have the pentacle or a pentagram on their flags, um, how it's in old churches that, you know, before all this had different meanings. Um, right. I don't know if we talked about it in flags, actually, but there are oh, many countries. Yes. Yeah. So we. I don't think we talked about it. So let's just go over those again. Mm. So pentacles are um, show up in papal seals prior to the 19, 19th century, the 1800s. Mm-hmm. In, in flags, the flag of Ethiopia, mm. Morocco, of the city of Nagasaki. Hmm. Very cool. Um, Let's see. Oh, yeah. I mean, I looked in knitting and crocheting just like on Ravelry. And I was actually surprised at how many crafters are out there putting their own designs and things like this out there. Um, While there wasn't like a ton, um, I was at least pleasantly surprised that there was like 40 probably results anyway. Um, And while some of them were were discontinued over time. Uh, It was pretty cool to see how people are putting like literally pentacles on things. Um, There were some really interesting like crochet granny squares because it is such a free craft. It's easy to kind of make those symbols and then put them within things. Mm -hmm. Um, Some people were quite cleverly putting them in like a whole shawl design, which is pretty cool. Yeah. We found that one crocheted shawl that was really cool. Mm -hmm. Yep. That was fun. Um, And then, Um, There's, you know, like for knitting, uh, using cables was really popular. It's a great way to manipulate the fabric into a star shape. Um, And then also color work was really popular. I was a little surprised there wasn't any like duplicate stitch or embroidery work out there. Um, But, you know, one step at a time. (laughs) I know. Well, let's talk about like pentagrams showing up like literally, right? Mm -hmm. So we can, that was us talking about the Pentagrams showing up literally, right? Mm-hmm. In in the ways that I mean, I think there's also macrame, right? Wall oh, hangings. Yeah. Sure. Where we could okay. see it literally, right? Mm-hmm. So there's all these places where we can incorporate the literal like pentagram, the five-pointed mm-hmm. star, right? Slapping on a star. Yeah. Can, and I think that that's really cool. Like we mm-hmm. we could do that. We talked about in the last in the earlier section before the break about the pentagram or the pentacle referencing like protection Mm -hmm. or like symbolizing all the elements, but we really didn't talk about its symbology um, with respect to where we see it a lot in um, symbolism, like in the tarot. Mm -hmm. So as a tarot reader, can you talk about what it means from that perspective? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, In tarot, I, I mean, as people might know if you're into it, um, it's like an entire branch of the divinatory system there. So it's the whole um, earth element would be symbolized with pentacles. Um, and it's it's uh, it's all of the material things. So it's going to be like literal money. It's going to be maybe your career choices. It's going to be how you're progressing through the physical world. Um, and using energy to make things happen. In other decks, it's also called coins or mm. discs, yep. right? Mm-hmm. And earth represents everything that you can experience 
with your five senses, right? So it's the mm-hmm. material world. It's your body. It's your home. It's your car. Mm-hmm. It's like actual coins, but it's, you know, the food and the trees and the woods and like physicalness, right? Right. Yep. So as a concept, as a metaphysical concept, as a psychological concept, this is that archetype of physicality, mm-hmm. right? So if I want, if I was going to have a shawl and it has a pentacle on it, mm-hmm. I'm probably going to have that shawl. That shawl is going to bring the element of physicality into my life. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's a sense of protection because it's, I, I mean, so that shawl, I think would do a few things for me. It would one sort of project this idea that, Hey, probably a witch is wearing that shawl. Yep. Like we talked about before the Good break. Point. Yep. <laughs> right. It would also maybe sort of be protective because, mm-hmm. you know, a pentacle can be protective, but what do you think would it, would it also have, like you just did the traveler's talisman, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And that has a whole like vibrational energy in it woven. I mean, basically like knotted into it with the stitches and its intent. Yeah. So what, what would be given the symbolism in tarot, what, what would you imagine one of the intents could be with a shawl that has a pentacle in it? I think like it could be a money drawing shawl or yeah, a, it could be a money drawing shawl. I think I almost would do it shawl? as more, yeah, more of like um, harmony, a more like uh, unity because it offers you protection. You have the ability to really be in the moment and enjoy mm. it. Um, and again, it's very much like the act of knitting. You know, you're there, you're knitting every stitch, you're seeing the progress, you're really grounded to the moment and and enjoying it. And for me, Pentacles is like also about working hard to see the process. So it's not just like wishing on a star and hoping for the best. You have to do stuff too. Um, right, because that's very much an earth, work the earth plane. A lot of exactly. times what we say is you can do your magic spell mm-hmm. for a job, but then are you working the earth plane and getting out there and applying for jobs? That's right. right. Are you shaking the trees? I mean, <laughs> right. All these, yep, all these things. So, so let's talk about other places where the pentagram or the pentacle shows up figuratively. Mm-hmm. So you did some research on places where that, like, like the literal show up. It shows mm-hmm. up in places, but where does it show figuratively? What did you find? Well, um, I mean, not to like get away from the literal, but sort of in a figurative aspect, I also realized, and I should have realized this like way sooner, that um, <clears throat> one of the uh, columns from the High Priestess card is also represented of, you know, like the pentacle and the physical world and everything. So it's, it's oh, really? um, yeah, like the whole one side, the white side. Oh, see, now I have to go look. Again. Oh, the white pillar. or mm. Oh, Or is it the black pillar? But anyway. I think it's the white. No, maybe it's the black pillar. (laughs) Okay, I believe you. Whichever pillar. (laughs) Either way, do your research. But um, yeah, it is represented there also. So it's it's a card with even more deeper meaning than I even originally anticipated. So yeah, so it's it's everywhere. (laughs) Even when you're not just looking at a pentacle card. 
So, um, but more, more figuratively outside of the magical realm, but still within the magical realm, um, I found that there's like tons of city planning all over the world, including New York City, Washington, D.C., and obviously like places like Egypt, where uh, if you look at certain buildings, they are in the shape of a pentagram. I mean, if you think the Pentagon, right, is part of a pentagram. So it's really ironic. <laughs> uh, if anyone's interested in doing a Google search down a rabbit hole there, I okay. recommend it. <laughs> I never thought about this until right now, which is like, how ridiculous is it? The Pentagon is invested in like protecting the country mm-hmm. and it is in the shape of the inside of a protective anyway that's really funny mm-hmm. and interesting don't think that people aren't they know more than we're led on to believe the illuminati is going to call me now <laughs> i know right now <laughs> come after me first don't worry okay don't worry i love the sort of symbolism of it i had gotten some macrame yarn for mm. another type of project i only needed i needed to relace something and mm. i got what i thought was just like a little bit of it and it ended up getting a big spool of it. And I was Ooh. like, oops. <laughs> so then I started looking up macrame and what to do and how mm. to do it. And one of the things I was looking at was doing some, like, I realized you could do like monkey paws, which are these like, like little balls mm. that are sort of woven together. And then I realized that you could do these flat coasters that are sort mm. of like, you know, sort of woven, sort of like woven, pieces sort of intertwined and they look like Celtic knotwork. And I realized, oh, you could do five bands sort of over each other. And they look a lot like sort of a symbolic pentagram. Yeah. And so I started sort of messing around with those. They have like five sort of five petals on the outside and five sort of like overlapping, you know, three, like it's very Celtic knotwork using you know, uh, macrame. And I thought that was a really cool thing. So I've seen those patterns out there. You can look up macrame coasters Mm. and see some of those things. And that was, that was very, very cool. Mm. Well, I know you were also telling me that, um, with the golden ratio relationship that can also translate to, uh, different bar lengths for musical notes. Right. Uh, So Pythagoras like had mm different lengths of metal and if you make them out of the lengths of the metal of the pentagram it has the notes of music and that is a really cool sort of like what the what yeah yeah i I wonder if that's the solfeggio scale do you know i don't know yeah well this is an opportunity (laughs) for people who know to correct us please message us you can email yeah, knitispellpodcast at gmail.com and, <laughs> or drop us a DM. Yeah, Instagram. you can correct anything that you hear on this podcast. We love hearing from you and add to anything that we're talking about. We love to hear from our guests. Yeah. And course, from our listeners. Please. Yeah. And if uh, if you know more of something that we just kind of touched on, we'd love to know more. So let us know. Yeah. Yay. Um, let's see. Uh, I mean, like we said, it's also everywhere in flowers. Um, I also thought if, if one wanted to encompass sort of like the five sided quality while knitting, you had a great idea to, uh, say like, Oh, too bad you couldn't use five needles to which I said, 
Actually, you can use five needles. <laughs> I don't even know how to knit, needles. and I come up with these ideas. I know. Well, that's again. That's why I feel like I'm getting a little rope doped, Jim. But that's I'm the topic. I'm the full card. I'm just the full <laughs> card when it comes to knitting. He's just very intuitive, people. Um, <clears throat> so with double pointed knitting, four needles are usually actively being worked or holding stitches, while the fifth one is being worked on, which again seems very symbolic of four of the elements being utilized while the fifth one is sort of doing the utilization of them. So yeah, very interesting there way to put the energy in. Um, And then I just thought, you know, just surrounding yourself with the four elements, go knit outside, go, you know, knit next to a bonfire or, you know, your knit in the rain, knit in the rain. I don't mind knit in the rain. You know, if you have wool, (laughs) it's going to be fine. It just beads right off. (laughs) Yeah. So. <laughs> well, it does. I mean, I think that what's interesting is in the process of knitting mm. and cro- in the process of crochet or of any craft, think about how in your craft you are using all four elements, right? Yeah. So in the craft that I really love, which is painting, mm. um, oil painting, mm. people don't think about oil painting using all four elements, but it does, Right. Right. The fire of inspiration, mm-hmm. the water of emotion, the earth of the paints and the pigment, right? The air of the idea and the creativity and the visual of it, right? Mm-hmm. If you're doing, if you're crocheting like my husband is, it's the earth of the needles and of the, of the material itself, the air of the pattern and the design, mm-hmm. the fire of the action and of the clicking of, or the moving of that, of that hook. Mm-hmm. Right. And of, and of the um, inspiration, the literal water of the blocking. Right. And of yeah. also the emotion of doing it. So you have all four elements in the work that you're doing all the time. And to be present to those four elements, you're actually embodying, you're embodying the pentagram anyway, because your body is the pentagram. There you go. Your body is a pentagram. Don't sue me. (laughs) (laughs) That's actually a great way to go into my other thing that I realized last night, which was I wanted to talk about some popular culture references where I've seen pentagrams and whatnot. Um, and not really a literal one, but I don't know if you've ever seen the movie The Fifth Element. Um, oh, yes. But uh, Mila Jovovich is literally the spirit element. You know, they go to the uh, Egypt to have earth, air, water, and fire all put together. And then they're like, what's the fifth one? What's the fifth one? Do the thing. Do the thing. It's love. It's love. That's Which right. Which is spirit. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's I right. never put that together. <laughs> and I love that movie. I've seen it a million times. Um, yeah, in the fifth element, there needs to be the fifth element. Mm-hmm. And when we talk about the fifth element, yeah, it has to be a five-pointed star, right? And mm-hmm. yeah, that's exactly right. And in the whole movie, they keep calling her perfect. She's perfect, which makes sense because all of the you know angles and everything equal the same number, which I guess could be seen as perfect, question mark. <clears throat> so... Um, And then another one that I thought of the other day, which I was like, nobody's going to know this reference, but you can Google it. Uh, If you're a fan of the Finnish band Hymn, which was popular in the 90s, (laughs) which is a go figure golf band, um, they, uh, the lead singer, Vilvalo, designed what he called a heartogram, which was a pentagram with a heart in it. 
maybe not the most original, but uh, but on all their albums and became yep. their logo and whatnot. Yeah, interesting to see where it pops up in different unique ways. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I've always thought that was a cool symbol. Mm-hmm. Even though I wasn't the biggest fan of the music, I think it's cool. I don't know if you have seen them anywhere interesting where you're like, oh, huh, look, pentagram. In pop culture, in popular culture. Um, or just any gosh. place that you're like, oh, I wonder if they know. <laughs> well, you know, a badge. Let's just talk about like the police, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. When like the police use a pentagram to show their authority, mm-hmm. right? That's a pentagram. You could think about it that way, yeah. right? Um, so they're everywhere, right? We use that star, mm-hmm. the stars on the flag, right? Yeah. Like we use those stars all the time. Stars don't look like that. Like right. stars are actually <laughs> dots in the sky, but we use a, we particularly use a five pointed pentagram mm. and we think of it as a star, mm-hmm. right? It's actually a symbol of of protection of power. And so you think about that differently. Like these symbols that are on the wall behind me, if you're watching the video on our YouTube channel (laughs) are look a little bit more like how stars look with lens flare. Yeah. You know, they look more like stars. None of these are five point. Oh, there's little five pointed ones here and there. Maybe this one over there. Um, but you know, you don't really see that as, you know, lens flare often doesn't look like that. Mm-hmm. Right. So those are actually pentacles, pentagrams. Right. Yeah. So you think about that, you start to think differently about, huh, what is that really happening? What is really happening there? Mm-hmm. And then don't go all conspiracy theory on me, please. <laughs> come on. But I'm just come saying, on. <laughs> come on. No, but I'm saying that um, somewhere there's another possible meaning that we don't have to be so freaked out about, yeah. you know, the pentagram. Totally. So symbol of power. Hmm. Yeah. Cosmic so, power. That's right. Very interesting. Oh my gosh. Well, we'll this have been to cool. 100% do another episode on stars or pentagrams and pentacles or something. Uh, ooh, maybe we can get like a, the pentagram expert, you know, the pentagram expert. Whoever that is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that there's, a, there's probably a handle on Instagram, the pentagram yes. expert, right? Absolutely. Yes. I'm coming for you, Pentagram, <laughs> uh, at Pentagram Expert. <laughs> <laughs> now oh, I need to make that handle. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, it's got one picture and it's just Jim. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have uh, so many fun topics coming up in the future. So I love that you all follow us, that you're listening to us, mm-hmm. and that you're participating. So thank yes. you for listening. Yes, we appreciate it. And as always, you can find my amazing co-host, James Divine, at thedivinehand.com or on his amazing Instagram page where he also does a live stream every Tuesday called Meet a Mystic. It's amazing. Don't miss it. Um, And you can find it at Divine Hand Jim on Instagram. Yes. Yes. And likewise, Katie Rempe, she surprises you with cool stuff that she's been knitting, knitting away, knitting away, knitting away. And then one day on her Instagram, boom, the Traverse Talisman, boom, little cozies for your drink. So your hands don't get too hot or too cold. And you can find her at Light From Lantern on Instagram or on her website, lightfromlantern.com. And have you subscribed to her email list? I love her email. Her emails are like so good. You're Mm -hmm. amazing. 
Oh, well, Jim, I appreciate that. <laughs> we appreciate all of you listeners. And uh, if you have a quick minute, you'd like to rate us on Instagram or Instagram. If you'd like to rate us on iTunes, that would be appreciated. Otherwise, uh, we just appreciate you listening. And uh, we look forward to having you back here next week. Yay. See you soon. See you then. Talk to you later, Jim. Ciao. This episode is a wrap. If you enjoyed what you heard, go ahead and follow us on your favorite podcast streaming app. And don't forget, you can see full video episodes of Knit a Spell on Light from Lantern's YouTube channel. Katie. Jim. What craft do you do? Oh, that's a great question. Actually, I'd like to know that about all of our listeners. What craft do you do? What craft do you do? Hey, you. What craft do you do? That's right. Email us or reach out to us on Instagram at knitispell or knitispell.com or knitispellpodcast at gmail.com and tell us what craft you do. Is it a fiber craft? Is it a magical craft? Is it all of these things? Is it something entirely differently? We would like to know. Do do you paint? Do you draw? Maybe you sew? Maybe you do flow arts. Maybe you're one of those amazing people on the beach with the glowing orbs that circle around you. Like they're not even attached to your body. Yeah. Maybe you talk to dead people and it's no big deal. Let's let's, let's chat. Reach out. Yeah. <laughs> I want to know what craft you do. Thank We're you. actually asking you to <laughs> send us an email and let us know. Yes, please do. And it's appreciated. <laughs>